studying the power of the Holy Spirit. Among other things, the Holy Spirit gives spiritual gifts to followers of Christ. Spiritual gifts are mentioned the first time in Scripture in Romans chapter 1, verse 11, when Paul said, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Spiritual gifts aren't something weird or freaky. In fact, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, 1, follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. In the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit came in power at Pentecost, enabling believers to do supernatural works. Acts chapter 19, verse 11 says that God did extraordinary miracles, a spiritual gift, through Paul, so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and the evil spirits left them. When Paul arrived in Ephesus, he found some believers that were not filled with the Spirit. Acts 19.6 says, when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied, both spiritual gifts. You may remember Peter, the guy who couldn't get anything right and even denied Jesus three times. The Holy Spirit gave him the gift of evangelism so that he could share the message of Christ boldly. Acts 2.41 says, those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day, the gift of evangelism. When Peter encountered a dead woman one time, the Bible says, turning toward the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and he helped her to her feet. Then he called the believers and the widows and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa. The Bible says that many people believed in the Lord. If you're a believer in Christ, the Holy Spirit will equip you with spiritual gifts to minister to believers and to make a difference all over this world. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Welcome to all of you today. We're so glad to have you with us for the series called The Ghost as we are looking about teaching from God's Word about the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. If you have your Bibles with you today, let's open them up to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, today we want to talk about how the Holy Spirit enables and empowers believers with spiritual gifts. I'll tell you a story to open us up. Uh, a few years back, I was out greeting people in between church services in the lobby and I came across a couple that uh, they were visibly upset. The wife came up and she was, uh, she was crying and her husband was standing by her uh, trying to uh, be strong for her and she just unloaded uh, on me and she said, uh, Craig, I'm devastated. She said, we've been trying for seven years to conceive a child. We've done everything, we've been to the doctors and we simply can't conceive and through her tears she said, because you have six kids, I'm going to ask you to pray for me. Now, I don't know what having six kids means with my prayer life, but she wanted to know would I pray for her, and so obviously I agreed to do so, but I'll just be real honest with you. In my mind, I was thinking to myself, if you've been trying for seven years, you've had all the doctors do this, my prayers probably won't make much of a difference, but because I'm a pastor and don't want to devastate you, of course, I'll pray for you. That's kind of, you know, honestly what was going on in my mind, but I put my hands on them and I started to pray, and as I was praying, this this supernatural 
faith and belief came upon me, and I started to really, really believe. And all of a sudden, I thought, doesn't matter what hasn't happened, doesn't matter what the doctors have tried. God is the author of life, and I believe that God can give you life. And I prayed and asked God to bless them with a child. And as I was doing so, inside there was like this message that was born. Uh, it, was, it was so overwhelming that I had to speak it. And the message I felt like was a message from God that intellectually I had a very difficult time believing, but by faith I just believed it was from God. And so I spoke the message out just as I got through praying for them, and I said, I believe God wants me to tell you that 10 months from now you're going to give birth to a son. And they just looked at me, and then right after the words came out, I was like, oh, what did I just say? <laughs> we'll put them back in there. And, and I, I kind of came back to my natural state of mind. I thought, that was stupid. What in the world were you thinking? And, and pastorally, my mind took over, like going, you could devastate this poor couple. I can't believe you just did that. And they looked at me like, really, really? I'm like, I'm not sure. I don't know. I just felt like I was supposed to tell you that. And I, and I drove home, and I was praying, God, you've got to give him a baby. I told my wife, I said, you're not going to believe what I did. And I told her, she's like, you did what? I can't believe you did that. You better pray every day. I'm praying with me. And so sure enough, it was several weeks later, I was back out in the lobby talking to people, and this couple came up crying again. This time there were tears of joy, and they ran toward me, and they jumped on and hugging me. I'm like, you're pregnant, right? They're like, yeah. They're like, yeah. <laughs> and we're high-fiving and we're chest-butting and we're patting each other on the bottom. Only guy to guy, flat hand, never cupped on the bottom. That is a sin straight from the pit of hell. And we're hugging and going, I'm driving home going, yes, yes. I came home with the name. They're pregnant. She's like, do you think it's a boy? I was like, oh, no. What if it's a girl? <laughs> and I'm going back into this whole devastated thing. And so I'm praying every day, oh, God, may there be a stem on that apple. Give them a stem on the apple, you know. And I, sure enough, they went to the ultrasound, and, and they said, you're having a boy. And about 10 months from the time of that prayer, they gave birth to a son. And I just sit back, and I look at that. And my natural mind doesn't understand anything about that at all. That is a spiritual gift that is given by God to certain people for the building up of the body of Christ. A spiritual gift that naturally we could never do nor understand. And what I want to do today is talk to you very specifically about spiritual gifts and how will they apply in your life and make a difference in this world. So let's go ahead and start off with a working definition of spiritual gifts, and then we'll look at Scripture. What is a spiritual gift? If you're taking notes, a spiritual gift is simply a supernatural ability given to all Christians to do God's work on earth. It's a, an ability given by God to all of God's people to make a difference first, if you read Scripture, first in the church and then overflowing into the world. First uh, Corinthians chapter 12, we'll start in verse 1 and then look at verses 4 through 6 to build a foundational understanding. Verse 1, the Bible says this, Now about spiritual gifts, Paul says, Brothers, I do not want you to be what? He says, I do not want you to be ignorant. Yet according to one study, 87% of Christians don't know anything about their spiritual gifts. He says, first off, I don't want you to be ignorant, and yet almost nine in 10 Christians 
don't know anything about their gifts. They are ignorant. I'll give you an example. My father uh, knows that I hate poisonous snakes, and there are all sorts of poisonous snakes around our house, and so my father bought me a shotgun to blow the brains off of these satanic copperheads that torment our family. And because I don't know a lot about guns, I, I can work my handgun, shotgun, I don't, never, I don't know much about it. I put it in a very safe, hidden place in my house, hid the bullets, and have not yet touched this gun or used it. It was a gift from my father with a purpose to serve my family, and yet this gift is hidden and unused, which is exactly what many of you are doing with the gifts that God has given you. Many of you, you don't even know what they are, where they are, how they're supposed to function. Your father has given you a gift that continues to be hidden and unused. Now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. Verse four, Paul continues and says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. The same Holy Spirit gives these different kind of gifts to believers. Verse five says, there are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. Verse six, there are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Then verse seven in the New Living Translation says this, a spiritual gift is given to whom? A spiritual gift is given to each of us. Why? The Bible says so that we can what? So that we can help each other. Notice that all Christians receive spiritual gifts. All spiritual gifts are useful, and all of hell wants you to keep your gift hidden and unused so that the gift your Father has given you is not useful to build up the body of Christ and minister to people in the world. What I want to do today is I want to expose you to a couple of lists of gifts in Scripture, but first, let's talk about what spiritual gifts are not so we can better understand what they are. Uh, five things that spiritual gifts are not, if you're taking notes. Number one, spiritual gifts are not natural talents. Natural talents are different from spiritual gifts. When you are born naturally, God gives you natural talents. You may be naturally gifted to sing or to dance or naturally good with numbers. These are natural talents. When you're spiritually born, you're given spiritual gifts. These are different than your natural talents. You not only can receive spiritual gifts when you're spiritually born, but God can continue to give more spiritual gifts throughout your Christian walk. Your spiritual gifts can complement your natural gifts. God can use all of them, but there is a difference between natural talents and spiritual gifts. Number two, spiritual gifts are not given to the elite few. God doesn't say, okay, I'm going to take this group of Christians that I really like and give them powerful gifts, and you're going to be the more powerful Christians, and the rest of you, I don't like you as much, so you go sit in the corner and you don't get any gifts at all. Okay? They're not given to the elite few. They're given to all Christians. Number three, spiritual gifts are not signs of spiritual maturity. If you have a certain gift, it doesn't mean you're more mature than someone who has a different gift. And sadly, in a lot of Christian cultures today, some people will elevate certain gifts to say, if you have this gift, you're spiritually mature, and if you don't, you're kind of a lesser Christian. And 
oddly enough, the gift of speaking in tongues in many church cultures and among many Christians is elevated to be the most important. Are you spirit-filled with the evidence of speaking in tongues? And people in some church cultures who don't speak in tongues, they feel like second-class Christians when in reality, the gift of speaking in tongues is called the least of the gifts of all, and yet, Interestingly enough, this can be the most divisive in so many places. Spiritual gifts are not a sign of spiritual maturity. Number four, spiritual gifts are also not the fruits of the Spirit. Fruits of the Spirit are different from gifts of the Spirit. If you want to study fruits of the Spirit, go to Galatians 5. There are nine of them. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Sometimes Christians will say, well, I just don't have the gift of love. I don't have the spiritual gift of patience. No, those are not gifts, those are fruits. And all believers should exhibit all the fruits of the Spirit, but all believers do not have all the gifts of the Spirit. Those are two different things. And finally, number five, if you're taking notes, spiritual gifts are not something to fear. They're they're not something that they're odd and creepy, although admittedly, sometimes Christians who believe in the spiritual gifts can be a little bit, Odd and creepy. (laughs) I I, I don't want to be insulting, but just because you see someone who does something you don't understand doesn't mean the spiritual gifts are weird. The Bible says that we should desire the spiritual gifts. And just because you see someone maybe with unusual preacher hair or some church where they're like, you know, everybody's now going to be, you know, knocked out. And boom, 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 they fall down. And he said, that seems weird. Well, You know, honestly, from my perspective, that's a bit different. I'm not saying God couldn't knock you down. I'm all into, if God wants to knock you down, he can knock you down. But just say everybody's got to fall down because that's the way we do it at this church. Could be emotionalism, could be the power of suggestion and expectations and such. And it doesn't make it not real, but sometimes you can go, that seems a bit strange. Yes, it's strange to me too. But it doesn't mean that the spiritual gifts are strange. These are gifts given by God for the believer to make a difference in this world. So what I want to do is look at the two dominant portions in Scripture that talk about spiritual gifts. There are four different lists. We'll look at the two dominant ones, and I'll tell you what the others are later for your own purpose. What are some of the spiritual gifts? Romans chapter 12, verses 6 through 8, gives us uh, the first list of spiritual gifts. Here's what the Bible says. In his grace... God has given us, believers, different gifts for doing certain things well. And then he lists these, these uh, seven different gifts. He says this, first of all, if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. What is the gift of prophecy? This is the ability to speak on the behalf of God. God has given me the spiritual gift of uh, prophecy. In fact, some people would say what I'm doing right now is prophecy. It's declaring on behalf of God. Others would say it would be more direct, like the uh, story about the young couple that gave birth to the son. Uh, either way, it's speaking boldly what God has put on your heart. Uh, the, those unusual examples, like the couple, I can tell you in my 20, 20 years of ministry, only about 10 examples that were that dramatic. But I can also tell you, in all 10 of those cases, when I've spoken boldly against the odds, every single time, 
God has proven himself to be true. Just another kind of random story like that with the gift of prophecy. I was talking to a guy that I'd never met before, and he was unloading on me about how bad his wife was. She's just not sexually responsive, and she's controlling, and she's this, and he was going on and on. And all of a sudden, I had, again, that burden inside, and I just interrupted him, and a guy I'd never met, and I said, actually, the problem is you are addicted to pornography, and you're having an affair on your wife, and you need to repent. And he just looked at me like, huh? And again, as soon as those words came out, I'm having this old crap moment, like, oh, you know, like, what did I just say? What if I'm wrong? Where did that come from? And he just looked at me and he said, what did you say? And I'm like, don't make me say it again, because <laughs> I don't want to, you know. And he just went as white as a ghost, and all of a sudden he said, I don't know how you knew, oh my gosh. And he just, he just fell to his knees right there, and we prayed that he would um, repent before God and make things right with his wife. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how I knew that. That doesn't happen to me very often, but when it does, it is a gift from God. It's the gift of prophecy. Let's look at a second one, and what I want you to understand is the second gift is just as spiritual as the gift of prophecy. The Bible goes on to say in verse 7, if your gift is serving others, serve them well. Some of you, you have the spiritual gift of serving the idea of doing something for someone else, especially when they don't know about it, that's like the thrill of your life. Why is that? Because God has given you the gift of serving. There's uh, some couples that will make dinner for me and other pastors. Almost every week, pastors come in from around the country, and occasionally after preaching on Saturday, I'll stay and have dinner. And I've got to tell you, they, they blow it out. I mean, they bring the fanciest food I've ever seen. And so one time I just said, you don't have to get all into that. I'm not that fancy, and you know, just be, you can be simple. And one of the ladies looked back, and she just looked devastated. She's like, no, this is my gift. I love to serve. I live for this. I'm like, baby, bring it. Bring the cream. Bring the potatoes. And, and because this, this, this is a gift that God has given to these people, and they live to serve. This is a spiritual gift. Some of you have the gift of serving. The Bible goes on to say, if you're a teacher, teach well. Some of you, you have the gift of teaching God's word. You can't read anything. You, you read something like, oh, I gotta, I gotta tell somebody, and, and oh my gosh, and here's the Greek word, and, and you know, you're getting all into this stuff, and you are to use that gift to teach God's word in the church. If, if you read on, the Bible says, if your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. God has given some of you the spiritual gift of encouraging. Unleash that thing, man. I, I, I let it fly. Anytime you see anything that someone is doing well, be a blessing to them. Write the email, text, send the note, compliment them, encourage. I am doing what I'm doing today because of two people who encouraged me to follow the gift and dream that God had put in my heart. This is an important spiritual gift, the gift of encouraging. The next gift says, if your gift is giving, give generously. My wife, Amy, she has this spiritual gift of giving. Every year for her birthday, she's got this budget, this big honking giving budget. She can give anywhere she wants. And every year for her birthday, I say, what do you want for your birthday? She says, raise my giving budget. Like, no, what do you want for you? That's what I want for me. Give me more money to give. So her gift is giving. My job is to fund her expensive gift, okay? <laughs> the Bible goes on to say, if God has given you leadership ability, Take the responsibility seriously. Many of you, you have the gift to lead, and you're not leading anything in the church. Your gun is hidden 
and continues to go unused. The Bible goes on to say, if you have the gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. This is the gift of mercy or showing kindness. This is a gift that God has given you to minister to other people. How do you know which gift you have? Well, there are a lot of ways. We'll talk more in a moment. But first, I want to give you my favorite kind of fun way of knowing which of these gifts you have. Some people call it the apple pie illustration. Imagine you're at a table with a bunch of people, and there's someone about to eat an apple pie, and their apple pie is on the ledge of the table about to fall off. You see they're vulnerable, and yet they put their fork into their apple pie, and it flops into their lap. What do you do? What you do next helps to determine possibly what your gift is. How many of you would say, I have almost told you that was about to happen, you idiot. You shouldn't have done that. I saw it coming. How many of you do that? Okay, point at those who do that. That's even better. Okay, you have the gift of prophecy. How many of you, on the other hand, would say, oh, man, let me help you clean that up. Here's a napkin, and let me wipe you up, and here, I'll get you, we'll get all this taken care of. How many of you are like that? Okay, you have the gift of serving, and this is a spiritual gift. Some of you might say, oh, I've researched this, and really, there's a better way to eat an apple pie. (laughs) Step one is you do this. Point to those people who have the gift of teaching right now. Some of you would go, oh, that's so, oh, I feel for you. Oh, that's, you know, that happened to me one time. And don't worry about it. It's okay. Watch this. <laughs> you throw it on yourself to make them feel better. If that's you, you have the gift of encouragement. If you would say, oh, here, take mine. In fact, bring apple pies for everybody and put whipped cream on it. How many of you would be doing that? And you're paying and buying. You have the gift of giving. For those of you who say, oh, we can get this thing cleaned up in no time. You go get this and you go get this and I've got a vision to make this better. You have the gift of leadership. And those of you who would say, oh, my heart sinks. Oh, when it was falling in your lap, I was hurting for you and with you, and and I'm just so devastated. You're going through this right now. I feel, I can barely even do this because I have no mercy at all. I'm like, you idiot, I saw it coming, you know. And and if, if you're like that, you have the spiritual gift of mercy or showing kindness, and these are gifts that God has given you to be used in the church, to minister to other believers, and to be used in the world And quite honestly, many of you don't even know for sure what your gift is, or you do, and your gift is hidden and going unused, spiritual gifts. Let's look at another list of spiritual gifts. These are found in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 7, and here's what the Bible says. A spiritual gift is given to each of you, each of us, so we can help each other. To one person... The Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the Spirit gives a message of special knowledge, wisdom and knowledge. Some of you, people come to you often for advice because you just, you give great advice. It's like you're tapped into this different level of knowledge or wisdom, and this is a gift that God has given you, and you should use it often. You should be leading life groups. You should be mentoring. You should be available. You should be using this at work to help people whose marriages are falling apart. This is a gift that God has given you. The Bible goes on to say in verse 9, the same Spirit gives great faith to another, not to everybody, but to some, and to someone else, uh, the, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing, the gift of faith and the gift of healing. I don't have either one of these. I honestly don't have great faith. My wife, though, she does. Whenever we hit an obstacle, I'm like, well, there's an obstacle. we got to figure something else out. And she's like, no, we'll pray and God will remove it. We'll talk to that mountain and cast it into the sea. I'm like, 
that's too much work. I'll just figure out another way. But she has great faith, and God will often do stuff. Also, some have the gift of healing. Again, I don't. If you're very sick, and I come and pray for you, there's a nine in 10 chance you're gonna die very, very soon. (laughs) I mean, you don't want me praying for you when you're sick. I've got the worst track record ever. But there are some who have faith for healing, that when people are sick, they really pray. Uh, my mom has gone, had a stroke, and I called this guy who, when he prays, God answers, and the, my mom's eyesight was bad, and the doctor said, it'll never get better, no way, Jose. I called this guy, he prayed, and now the doctors gave her release to drive. I'm like, oh, thank you for praying, because I could have caused her to go blind with the faith that I have, you know? And it's, it's, it's a gift, and it, when you look around the world, especially outside of our country, you see the gift of healing working uh, so much more. My guess is because in many parts of the world, they don't have doctors to go to, and they just have to depend on God, and also because there's not so much unbelief. And I believe there's even more faith, and you see supernatural healing going on all over the world today. It's a gift from God. Uh, Verse 10 says that the Holy Spirit, he gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to, to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Some of you can just go, I know there's something not right here. I don't know how I know. It's a gift. It's the gift of discernment. He goes on to say, still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages. This is speaking in tongues. While another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. Tongues and the interpretation of tongues. Are these gifts for today? Are these real gifts, speaking in tongues? Uh, Is this what it means to be filled with the Spirit? Next week, we'll tackle all these subjects and talk about what does it mean to live the Spirit-filled life. Verse 11, the Bible says, it is the one and only Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach, the Pneuma, the Paraclete, the Holy Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. How do you discover your gifts? Let me give you just five quick thoughts. The first thing, study what the Bible says about gifts. Look at it. Study it. 1 Corinthians 12, Romans chapter 12, Ephesians chapter 4, write that down, Ephesians 4, talks about the five-fold gifts of the ministry, and 1 Peter 4. Read those chapters and, and study them. Number two, ask God to show you your gifts. God, what gifts have you given me? And watch as he does. And when he starts to do it, ask him, Where do you want me to use these gifts? How do you want me to use these to make a difference? Number three, examine what you enjoy and do well. If you're gifted, you're gonna enjoy using your gifts. You're gonna do them well. If you say, I never wanna help anybody, I hate being called upon to help, you probably don't have the gift of serving, okay? You don't enjoy it, you don't do it well. Ask yourself, what do you enjoy and what do you do well? Number four, you can take a spiritual gifts test. This isn't going to be foolproof, but they're, they're tests online. In fact, we've listed one in your, uh, in your talk notes. Also, if you're on version, there's one you can click on, and you can go online and take a test, and that could be helpful. Number five, and most importantly, do what the Holy Spirit leads you to do. Whenever you feel like God is calling you to do something, have the faith to do it. Just like whenever I feel like God has given me a burden to speak on his behalf, the more I do that, and the more he proves himself faithful, the more confidence I have that this is a gift from God. I don't own it, doesn't make me any better, but it's a gift he's given me, and as I acknowledge the gift, it gives me more confidence to step out in these gifts and to use them to make a difference in this world. Imagine this for a moment. I have six kids, okay? Imagine, I love my kids so much, and I'm I'm going to select 
very specific gifts to give each child. Katie, Mandy, Anna, Sam, Stephen, and Joy. And I think, okay, Katie's my oldest, and I believe if I give her this gift, it can make the most difference in our family and in the world. Mandy, here's my specially chosen gift just for her. Anna, this is what I want to give to her because God's going to use this to make a difference. Imagine as a father, if I give these gifts to my children, and they simply put them aside and ignore them. They don't think about it, they don't use them, and they ignore the gift that either father have given them to make a difference in this world. That is exactly what Christians around the world are doing. God has given you gifts, and there are many of you, you haven't used your gifts in the church ever, ever. The church is incomplete without your gift. The, the, the Christian church, God has given you a gift to use in the church and to use in the world. And so many of you, you got, the, you got the gun on the shelf and it continues to be unloaded. Here's what scripture says, we'll close out with this. First Peter chapter four, verse 10 and 11. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. I could go on to say, whatever your other gift, if it's serving, if it's prophecy, if it's, if it's giving, if it's encouraging, if it's mercy, if it, whatever it is, do everything you do. Whatever you do, use it passionately. And the Bible says, then everything that you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. Do not insult the giver of the gift by leaving the gift undiscovered and unused. God has given all of you who are believers spiritual gifts to make a difference in his church and throughout the world. God, I ask and I pray that you would reveal to us the gifts that you've given us, and God, you would give us the courage to use those gifts to make a difference, first in the church, God, and then in the world praying today at all of our locations. Those of you who are Christians, I just wanna ask a couple of quick questions. First of all, how many of you are Christians and you'd say, I really probably don't know what my gifts are. Would you raise your hands right now? Be bold, raise them up, okay? Just a ton of you. How many of you say, I have some idea of what my gifts are, but I am not using those gifts in the church? Would you raise your hands up? Bunch of you. Father, I pray right now. God, I pray for those who don't know their gifts. I ask God that you, through scripture and by your spirit, and even through experience, that you would show us all the gifts that you've given us. God, I pray that, that, that we would talk it over this week in our life groups and in our families. God, that you would give us a burden to know what are the gifts that you've given us, God. I pray that you give us eyes to see and a heart to understand the gifts that you've given us. And then God, I pray that as we start to discover these gifts, you would give us a burden to use them first in the church. You've given us, God, these gifts to be used in the body of Christ. They are important, God, we acknowledge that. And we acknowledge that our spiritual enemy wants to talk us out of using the gifts that you've given us. God, I pray that you would give us a burden to use what you've given us to minister to other believers in the church and to make a difference in this world. God, open up doors, give us eyes to see where our gifts are, are needed. And God, I pray that all believers would be engaged. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would continue just to pursue people who neglect their gifts and continue not to use their gifts in the church for which your son gave 
his life. God, use us to make a difference in this world. As you keep praying today, some of you right now, you're gonna go, man, I, I, man I'd love that, I'd, I'd, uh, but I don't even know where I stand with God. I wanna talk to you for just a moment about the first and the most important gift that God gives, and, and I'll just quote scripture to you, it's in your notes. It's the, I, I call it the ultimate gift. Romans 6.23 tells us this, the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. What does that mean? Basically that means because we have sinned against a holy God, our payday is death, spiritual death. We deserve death. We deserve, because of our sinfulness, eternal separation from a holy God. That's what we deserve. The next part of the verse, though, it's one of the most amazing verses in, in all of Scripture. It says this, though we deserve death, the Bible says, but the gift of God, the gift from God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The most important gift that God wants to give you above any spiritual gift is the gift of eternal life. It is the gift that you could never ever earn nor ever deserve. Scripture says in Ephesians that we cannot work for it, that we're never good enough, that we cannot be made right with God by our works, but only by grace. And Ephesians 2 says it is the gift of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. There are those of you today, you may say, well, I desire you know, all these different gifts, but you recognize I'm really not sure where I stand with God. Today you call out on the name of Jesus. Today you call on him, and when you do, he will forgive you of your sins, and he will make you brand new. You may say, but I, I don't feel ready, I'm not worthy. Exactly, you, you can never work your way into being ready, and you can never be worthy. That's why it's the gift. That's why it's the, the most unbelievable gift that God sent his son Jesus to do for us what we couldn't do for ourselves to die on a cross and to be raised again so that we could know God personally. At all of our campuses, there are those of you that, that you, you recognize this is you. And the reason you do is because the Holy Spirit is drawing you today. You, you today step across the line of faith and say, yes, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I wanna know God through you. I wanna be filled with the Spirit and I wanna make a difference in this world. G give me the gift that I do not deserve, the gift of eternal life through Christ Jesus, the Lord. Well, if that's you today, would you lift your hands high right now at all the campuses? Just lift your hands and say, that's me. I wanna surrender to him. Lift up your hands and say yes, right back over here and others of you back here. Church online, if you will, just click right below me right now, right back over here. God bless you guys. Others of you today, church online, just right below me, click right there, right back over here in this middle section. Others of you today would say, yes, I want to receive that free gift. I want to surrender my life fully unto him. At all of our campuses, there are those of you lifting up your hands right now, right back over here in this section as well. God bless you guys. Would you all pray together? Just join your hearts in prayer, prayers together. Pray loud. Heavenly Father, everybody together, Heavenly Father, I am a sinner and I need a Savior. Jesus, save me, forgive me, make me brand new. I believe you died for me and you rose again so I could live for you. Holy Spirit, fill me. Give me gifts that can be used in the church and in the world. My life's not my own, I give it to you. Thank you for new life, now you have mine. In Jesus' name I pray. All of our campuses, could you take a moment and just celebrate who God is and what God has done?